So do you consider yourself traditional, lazy, or dirty? Hey, get your head out of the gutter. I'm actually talking about the ketogenic diet. Those are the three kind of popular ways that are going on with the ketogenic diet. So this is a ketogenic podcast for newbies today. I'm Frank. I am your host of Unconventional Wellness Radio, and we are going to talk about that, including foods that you can start off with if you are considering a ketogenic diet. So talk to a healthcare provider, but also get information on this podcast. We will talk to you guys very soon. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Unconventional Wellness Radio, a powerful and inspiring podcast set to revolutionize and disrupt healthcare. It's time to put you in the driver's seat and be the force of change necessary for the lifestyle you've always wanted. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Frank here. Good morning. Happy Monday. I hope that you are doing well. Um, it is gloomy here, It's uh, but a good gloomy because fall has started, so I see the sun creeping up. And uh, it's getting ready to give us a nice, beautiful day. All the leaves are changing. And I don't know. I'm just, I love fall. I mean, I guess I'm such a fall dork that I'm actually drinking pumpkin spice coffee right now. So um, that's just how it is. By the way, if you checked on my cup, I feel that way every single day. Uh, it is completely true. Um, she is amazing. I love my wife a ton. And uh, I hope you got a significant other in your life as well that you can just love on and cherish. And if you don't, then you know what? You always got me. You can always do the same thing with me. But anyway, um, it's Monday, and I figured that we would start off with a conversation about keto. Uh, over the weekend, I had a, an epiphany about you know different folks thinking about a diet plan to follow and then sort of like not knowing exactly what to do. And so, uh, you know, nutrition, I, I say it before and I'll say it again, nutrition accounts for like 60% of uh, effectively good health. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so I am uh, just wanting to like educate about that in particular because it really is that important is that, you know, if we're, we're wanting to get started on a healthy lifestyle, then it really is a matter of like, what, what are we eating? And then we'll talk a little bit more about that too, because not only is it, what are we eating, but now it's also like, we're finding out it's like when we're eating is also pretty important as well. So let's just dive right in. What we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk about the ketogenic diet. For those of you guys that are attending uh, via podcast, welcome. I am Frank. I am a certified physician assistant, but I am not your doctor and I am not your PA. I'm just on here because I have practiced a lot of these things in my own life and uh, I've worked with other folks and colleagues and stuff like that. And honestly, this stuff works and it's not crazy and it's not pseudo medicine um, because food is really your friend. It absolutely can heal you. Uh, and we talk about different things like sleep on this podcast. We'll talk about removing toxins and, uh, you know, we'll talk about getting um, adequate levels of stress and anxiety controlled in your life. And then, of course, we'll also talk about movement. I actually just got finished with a workout, so that's why I'm still kind of wearing my gym T-shirt. I know you can't see that on a podcast, but regardless, welcome. This is Unconventional Wellness Radio, and we're just going to bring you all things healthy, but with legitimate science, <clears throat> excuse me, actually backing this up because we want to make sure that you're making the uh, best informed decisions that you possibly can make. And so that's what you're here for. Uh, for those of you that are watching this on Facebook Live, if you haven't caught me live, 
then uh, it's also nice to see you if you are on the live. If not, I'm going to wave to you and say hi on the replay because uh, we'll make this available, of course, uh, starting probably today, tomorrow, uh, that you can go back and rewatch it because there's always really good stuff and content. So anyway, we're here to talk about the ketogenic diet, right? So the ketogenic diet uh, has actually been around for like 100 years. Um, this is not something new. Back in the 1920s, surprisingly enough, researchers started using the Ketogenic diet is a way of hopefully helping out with people who have epilepsy. Um, so, <clears throat> excuse me, it's been around for a while, and now it's just sort of like made this resurgence because, uh, you know, we go through different phases, if you will, of diets. Uh, something that popped up in mind uh, when I was a kid was the uh, the low-fat diet. And so the low-fat diet essentially just meant since we're going to take fat out of food, uh, now we have to replace it with sugar. And so at that point, we started developing new and innovative ways to create even more sugary, sugary foods. And, uh, and eventually now we're at the point where we have an ultra-processed type of sugar, which is not known as high-fructose corn syrup, which has like no nutritive value, but does a really good job of putting a bunch of excess weight on people. And so um, the tradition has caused us to start looking really, really hard at carbohydrates, and although I don't have any type of particular diet plan that I recommend more so, I lean toward, you know, a paleo lifestyle. Um, but really what I lean toward is clean eating. And that's something that I think that a lot of people don't do is they don't eat clean. And uh, eating clean alone can really, really do some benefit for you. Um, you know, one of the older diets, the Mediterranean diet, is all about clean food and, uh, you know, portion control and what I really love about the Mediterranean diet is that it even talks about the social aspect of uh, food, uh, you know, getting together with loved ones and stuff like that and having a meal. But regardless is that we have really dove into the types of carbohydrates and the type of clean eating that is necessary for something like a paleo diet or an autoimmune protocol or what we're going to talk about, ketogenic diet. So let's just dive right in. So like, there's a bunch of different ways. This is sort of like keto for newbies. This is like for somebody who like has heard about the keto diet. It's probably not uncommon that you haven't heard about the ketogenic diet. It's uh, growing in popularity and um, it is very awesome uh, as a diet in terms of its capability of handling weight loss. There has been research that has now shown that it can help out with type two diabetes, which makes perfect sense because diabetes is caused from you know, all these processed foods that cause inflammation and uh, beta cell burnout is one of the other reasons why. Beta cells are in your pancreas and they're responsible for putting insulin into your body. And so obviously if we are able to exogenously, meaning like, you know, consume foods that are lower in carbohydrates, then that's going to naturally bring our sugar levels down in our blood. So that's one thing is that it helps with uh, the protection of the creation of insulin in your body. But then the other thing is, is that people who consume lots of sugar over the course of time, you know, they, they have a problem with receptivity <clears throat> to the insulin that's actually created. And so we started calling that like a decreased insulin sensitivity in the periphery. Um, that is all the fancy ways of saying that the insulin is not only being produced, but then the insulin that is being produced is not being reacted to by the body. And so the sugar is not being taken up into the cells. And so therefore, we're experiencing higher sugar levels, which is referred to as hyperglycemia, or we just eventually call that if we get diagnosed with the condition, it's called diabetes. And so ketogenic diets have been, been very helpful for that as well. There's also some loose studies and empirical data coming back about, um, I'm going to talk about it, the big C of cancer. 
that the ketogenic diets are actually uh, being really widely used in order to be able to help out with the support of individuals who are suffering from cancers. And so anyway, if you're thinking about getting started and you you really want to reap the benefit of uh, weight loss that people are reporting and experiencing on the ketogenic diet, then you're not alone. Um, It is a very popular uh, diet now. It is actually, I'm a part of a couple of different ketogenic groups, and one of which has 1.5 million members on Facebook, which is pretty unbelievable. And that's that's just one group. I mean, like, you know, you probably expand that to a search of many different groups, and you can probably see that there's millions of people who are interested in the ketogenic diet. And so this epiphany that I had was to come on here and let's talk about it, right? Because, uh, you know, having a bunch of really great information without any purpose or action is really just a dream. And so I wanted to help, you know, if you if you are thinking about doing a ketogenic diet, I want to help start making that dream a reality, kind of give my personal testimony about it and the science that I know of behind it, and then uh, talk about the different ways that you can follow a ketogenic diet. So before I say anything, start with eating clean foods, okay? Um, the reason why is because I follow what is referred to as a clean version or a traditional version of the ketogenic diet. The reason why is because, and I'll get to it in a second, is that like I really wanted to have cardiovascular benefit, and so I really wanted to avoid uh, processed fats and uh, you know protein that may not necessarily be clean styles of protein. So I didn't want to do uh, additional. Uh, risk of having these types of foods that are considered dirty, uh, which is a lot of people will follow this dirty ketogenic diet and uh, and that they'll experience the weight loss. But the problem is, is that they may experience further complications of these different um, non-healthy versions of food that could cause a lot of cardiovascular problems later. So let's get down and dirty. Like, so what could, what, what is the ketogenic diet? Well, the ketogenic diet is, a, is what I refer to as an ultra low calorie diet. Uh, in terms of cal- in terms of carbohydrates, so we got to back up for a second and talk macronutrients. We'll talk about that for the next couple of seconds. Here is that you have three different major sources of macronutrients. You have uh, carbohydrate macronutrients, you have protein macronutrients, and then you also have fat macronutrients. And each one of those corresponds to four kilocalories uh, when they're consumed. Like one gram equals four kilocalories of both carbohydrates as well as protein. And then you have nine kilocalories are are fat. And so you keep the carbohydrate load down. Uh, a lot of folks who are following ketogenic diet usually are shooting for anywhere between 20 to 50 grams of total carb- carbohydrates in a day. And before when I first started the ketogenic diet, I was like, man, that's a low amount because like, you know, a slice of pizza, gosh, you could like probably blow through the grams of carbohydrate and probably a standard slice of pizza. And so I was like, all right, this is kind of crazy. But now once you finally start kind of, you know, tracking yourself, which is what I follow, which is more of a traditional version of keto, <clears throat> excuse me, I started realizing like it's really kind of pretty easy to stay, uh, you know, say 20 or 30 grams of carbohydrate throughout the day. So um, once you start recognizing these foods that you are consuming. And so 20 to 50 grams is what most people kind of start off with. It is a, a little bit more of a stricter version of paleo because uh, paleo is usually around 200 grams in a day um, with different food restrictions and things like that. And so uh, we started this ketogenic diet uh, after we started doing the paleolithic diet, um, you know, a couple of years later, and we started noticing like a, a good change in weight. I mean, our weight was definitely moving in the correct direction. And uh, tracking was a little bit more cumbersome and annoying, but we, we really focused and bared down on it. And, you know, now we're experiencing uh, a ketogenic diet in the sense of it's pretty easy to track for us. Uh, 
You know, one of the ways that you got to look at the ketogenic diet is what is it doing inside of the body, right? So now we know the amount of carbohydrates that you're supposed to target for um, below that, and then we'll kind of get into the foods, but how do you measure ketosis? Ketosis is a condition in which your body actually creates ketones. Um, it is on the same pathway as, say, like gluconeogenesis, which is another pathway that your body can create new sugar uh, based on uh, different processes that can happen inside of the body. But a couple of different ways to track are either by the blood or you can do a quick urine dipstick that it is uh, – you can purchase these in stores, go to a health food store, something like that, and get these ketogenic – or you can even order them on Amazon. And you get these ketogenic sticks that you will urinate into a small cup, kind of dip your stick in there like you would if you were – testing for sugar in the urine as well, and then it'll give you a scale of, like, how many ketones are being detected in your urine. Now, it's not nearly as good as the blood. Blood, of course, is the gold standard, but, um, you know, if you're in ketosis, then what your body is doing is your body is essentially going from being a sugar burner to a fat burner because those ketones are created through the process of breaking down fat. And so, uh, you know, your brain can run on those and your body tissues can run on ketones. Uh, and, uh, and, and that's how ketosis works inside the body, and that's how you can measure it. So um, that's the goal in the ketogenic diet is to decrease your carbohydrate load over the course of days in order to get yourself into a state of ketogenesis. Uh, and so you want to track it because you don't want to just assume because you could be getting – some hidden carbohydrate somewhere that could be essentially not allowing your body to be in ketogenesis. And so therefore, since your body's not really, you know, <clears throat> creating ketones, you must still be burning sugar of some sort somewhere. And I say sugar, when I say sugar, I'm talking about overall carbohydrates anywhere. Okay. And so what are the three different things, three different ways that people kind of follow ketosis? Well, or the ketogenic diet. The first is traditional. I've already kind of talked about that. That's where you track your macronutrients, you eat clean foods, and, uh, you know, you really kind of try to put the science behind it. Um, it's a little bit more strict um, in terms of the start out with the discipline. But like I said, if you're willing to do that, then it actually is, is pretty solid. Um, you got what is called lazy um, lazy uh, uh, keto, which is, um, you know, really you kind of don't track. Um, but you have a pretty good idea of sort of what to eat and stuff like that. And uh, it's a little bit of a cleaner version. Then you got dirty keto, which is like people are just saying, like, I'm going to cut out carbohydrates. And so these are the people, though, that will go to like a fast food joint and order a burger and then just not eat the bun, right? And not eat the fries. Instead, they'll get like a side salad or something like that. They drink diet soda sometimes. And, you know, it's sort of like a di it's, that's, that's the dirty version. And so I would offer to you that, you know, we're not going to follow dirty ever and I would recommend that you don't follow dirty either because if you're like me and you're in your 40s, um, there are going to be ramifications of eating foods that are processed and could be pro-inflammatory inside the body. Um, I have a history of my family having cardiovascular disease, and so therefore I do not want to eat processed fats. I do not want to eat processed proteins, and uh, I don't want that stuff inside my diet. And so therefore what I do is I follow traditional, which is I put plants forward. I eat lots and lots of plants, get good, healthy fats. We'll talk about that in a second. And lighter sources of protein, you know, like a moderate level of protein. Some people who follow dirty keto would just crush uh, meat and cheese, right? Because they're, <clears throat> excuse me, they're really easy to come along to. And, you know, they, they fill you up and give you that sense of satiety and stuff like that. And so some people that follow the dirty version is, uh, you know, um, it's a little easier. And, but the problem is, though, is that, you know, you're eating a lot of meat and cheese. And we, we've realized with folks who follow the Atkins diet uh, years ago, which the Atkins diet is still around. It's now 
referred to as like a modified Atkins and everything like that. But people are literally just crushing meat and cheese. And the problem is, is that it was very pro-inflammatory in the body, um, having issues with uh, gastrointestinal concern and stuff like that. And so that's why I recommend that if you are going to consider a ketogenic diet, what we like to follow is we like to follow one that's plant forward. So we eat lots of healthy fats, lots of vegetables. We, we do have increased fiber. That's fantastic for somebody following a ketogenic diet because you do that. It gives you that feeling of fullness and satiety, which is really nice because, um, you know, you don't want to feel hungry all the time because those carbohydrates may not giving you that, may not be giving you that feeling of satiety since you're removing those doing ketosis or doing a ketogenic diet. So therefore you got to have something and that fiber does a wonderful job, especially, uh, you know, both, sources of dietary fiber being both soluble and insoluble, they make it all the way down into the lower aspects of your intestines and keep you feeling full. And so therefore you're not like hungry all the time. So, you know, people who follow dirty ketogenic diets may actually be hungry because their body can quickly process, you know, those uh, different things inside their body. And so therefore they might feel hungrier more often. So their calories are going up, but Anyway, that's that's enough about all that. But um, so that's traditional. That's dirty, traditional, and lazy. And so now, if you're thinking about getting started on a ketogenic diet, well, then what should I actually eat, right? And so <clears throat> I wanted to give you like ten to say twelve different types of foods that are really fantastic for eating on the ketogenic diet. And then we'll talk about something called the keto flu really quick, um, just because I think that that would be important, especially if you're considering a ketogenic diet. Um, and then, of course, you know, all by all means, make sure that you follow with a healthcare provider if you are considering this because um, you want to. I probably should have started off with this, but I'm going to say it now. But, you know, if you are thinking about doing that and you've never done a particular diet before and, uh, you know, you want to try something new, well, then make sure that you talk to a healthcare provider. But anyway, um, let's talk about 10 different foods that you can start, right? So first thing, like I said, since we're going to talk about plants and we want plant forward, is that you need to eat um, low-carbohydrate-containing vegetables. That's number one. Um, so watch out for your starchy vegetables. So those are things like, you know, potatoes, sweet potatoes, things of that nature. You want to avoid those, right? And you definitely don't want to eat a lot of fruit as well because um, fruits have natural sugars in them, and those could actually kick you out of ketosis if that's where you're trying to go or not allow you to get into ketosis. And so the low-carb vegetables – are super important because they have a lot of your micro and uh, uh, macro uh, nutrients, right? So these are all the vegetable, I'm sorry, these are all the different important um, nutrients like calcium and potassium and vitamin K and all those other kind of stuff in order, and, and also minerals as well, that will keep the processes flowing well. Because we're going to talk about the keto flu here in a few. But if your body doesn't have those sorts of things, then that's what will have you have those symptoms of when you start coming down off of carbohydrates, you'll start having these symptoms that will be kind of inexplanatory. But we refer to that as, people refer to that as the keto flu, is that you don't really feel that great. But it's because your body's not getting those macro and micronutrients, you know, and those minerals that you need. Um, you know, you want to watch, uh, or you definitely want to eat plants, like I said before, that contain lots of fiber, um, you know, so definitely eat something like that. So think like, you know, like green leafy vegetables, super important. Cruciferous vegetables are very important. Like those are your kales, your broccolis, your cauliflowers, you know, stuff like that. Uh, you can actually use a lot of, you can get creative. A lot of people will make uh, zucchini or um, cucumber or whatever. You could turn those things into um, noodles, like we call those noodles, but essentially they can replace a plate full of spaghetti because there's a thing called a spiralizer, which will allow you to create 
this sort of like noodle looking uh, vegetable, <clears throat> excuse me, and then you could put like a marinara sauce on it. And sure enough, you're having a nice plant forward meal without having any carbohydrates. And so those are really, really great uh, to start off with. That's the very first thing that you want to eat. The next thing that you want to eat when you're on a, a ketogenic diet is I love avocados. That's number two. Avocados are wonderful because they are, they're, if you were to look at like their total carbohydrates, they are higher. Um, they have almost 10 carbohydrates in them, but the cool thing is, is that they have a lot of fiber. And so when you're looking at ketogenic, it's a good time to talk about this. You want to look at something called net carbs. Net carbs are total carbohydrates minus the fiber or what is considered a safe form of carbohydrate, which will get you a net carbohydrate. So for example, if we have a food that we're going to eat, excuse me, and it has 10 grams of carbohydrates in it, but it has 8 grams of dietary fiber, then essentially what we're looking at is we're looking at two net carbs. So those are going to be the two carbs, two grams of carbohydrates that will count toward our 20 to 50 for the day, if that makes sense. Um, You don't count the 10, you would count the two because net carbs are going to be the things that will be considered like sugar in the body. And so therefore, we want to keep low carbohydrates by focusing on net carbs, not total carbs, okay? Hopefully that makes sense. If you have any questions about that, by all means, I'll give you my email here at the end and you're welcome to talk to me about, talk to me about those sorts of things, okay? Um, so <clears throat> the other thing is, is that avocados are super high in potassium and potassium is really wonderful to have, especially when you're starting off on the ketogenic diet in order to kind of like hopefully help out with that ketogenic flu, if that makes sense, okay? Um, avocados are full of really healthy wonderful heart healthy fats okay uh, they are really great at helping you feel full and they are fantastically great at uh, helping move things along in the system um, when you're when you're having a ketogenic diet and that's the reason why we love to follow that okay the next thing number three of course is meat and poultry meat and poultry are like big big things right we need to have high quality protein right and low carbohydrates well you can't do much better than meat um, and so the, the word of caution with meat is that, well, let's talk about why meat is good, right? So first of all, no carbs. Secondly, definitely full of good B vitamins in meat and, uh, you know, definitely plenty of potassium and magnesium, or excuse me, and zinc and selenium, okay? Um, the thing about meat, though, for those of you that want to have a vegetarian keto, we can talk about that very briefly. Um, that won't be the purpose of this call or excuse me, of this podcast today, is that vegetarians and vegans have a little bit more of a difficult risk, or excuse me, a difficult way of following. Because, yeah, you can eat lots and lots of vegetables, really good healthy fats, and things like that from some of these uh, veg- uh, vegetable sources. Vegan, a little bit more difficult because you're more restrictive, of course, with animal products and cheese. Um, and so the good news is is that if you were to follow a ketogenic diet in which you are actually eating um, protein, you are going to get B vitamins, which is something that um, folks who follow vegetarian or vegan diets might, in fact, become deficient in. And so um, it can be done. You can follow a vegetarian or a vegan version of keto. Um, it does become more difficult, but I really want to caution against the possibility of not getting plenty of B vitamins um, when you're following that particular version of keto, which is a vegetarian or a vegan version. But regardless, meat and poultry, high quality protein, and let's talk about high quality protein really quick, right? So high quality protein, I would recommend that you eat grass fed or not just free range, but pasture raised animals, okay? The reason why, and then watch out for individuals that like to quote unquote grain finish, 
Rain finished their meat. The reason why is because it is meaning that that animal, which has been designed to wonderfully be raised out on nothing but a diet of grass out there, <clears throat> excuse me, on a pasture, is now being fed grain because it increases their body weight. And uh, the problem is, though, is that you are going to actually get that grain that is uh, inside that animal in some dose if you are going to eat an animal that has been grain finished. So watch out for that as well. So 100% grass-fed is the way to go. Um, watch out for that terminology about being grass-finished as well, okay, because or excuse me, grain-finished as well because um, that's an old trick that farmers like to use to fatten them up really quick before they take them to processing because it gets a more it nets a more total meat, if you will, off of the animal than if they were just strictly grass-fed. Uh, but go with grass-fed because that's definitely going to be the most healthy way that you can do it. We love eggs. Eggs are fantastic. Um, they are super low in carbohydrates, lots of good protein. And, uh, what's really great is that like eggs kind of stick around the body. They kind of give you that feeling of satiety and, um, you know, they give you that feeling of, uh, fullness and things like that. So they really, really do a good job with that. The other thing is, is that it's, um, important to get the entire protein out of the egg that you eat the whole thing. I know that there's been a, a controversy, if you will, about cholesterol consumption with egg yolks and all that kind of stuff. They are high in cholesterol, but when you eat it, you're actually getting the entire uh, protein, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, out of the egg if you're going to eat it. So eat eggs, okay? Those are definitely um, really awesome to have. The good news is that it also has lots of really great antioxidants in it. Um, you know, the yellow is attributed to uh, zea, uh, xanthin or any type of xanthins, which are really great for eye health as well. So really, really good um, to have. Some people actually even start a ketogenic diet with a, what is called an egg fast, which um, I'm not recommending at uh, both for before. I mean, because you're taking from like whatever you've been eating to like all of a sudden now you're just eating eggs. And so you might have a lot of symptoms and a lot of complications related to that. But some people start the ketogenic diet with an egg fast just to put themselves into um, ketosis quicker, but that's just a side comment. Needless to say, though, is that eggs are uh, important to look at, you know, just like we talked about grass-fed, it's also important to make sure that you look at, uh, you know, how are these eggs being produced. And so you want to make sure that they are, <clears throat> excuse me, pasture raised is the word that you're looking for. Um, both um, cage free and, and even, you know, free range. I don't necessarily care for those, but pasture raised. And then you want to at least have a non-GMO egg, which means that they may have been given some grain to help them with their egg production, um, that it's at least non-GMO, but of course, organic would be best. Uh, you know, but really what's really great is a lot of farmers will actually follow organic practices. And so if you go to any of those farmers markets and things like that, they might in fact actually have um, farm fresh eggs that are pasture raised or raised with organic practices and they just don't have the label on it, but they're some of the best eggs that you can have. And with those pasture raised girls going around and eating up all those bugs and all those other yummy things that they get out of a pasture, you know, these, these, like yolks that we create on our farm are like bright orange, you know, like it's kind of interesting to take a store-bought egg and put it against one of our eggs and you just see the color difference. It's pretty incredible. Um, so definitely make sure that you get like a pasture raised, preferably organic, or at least, you know, if you want to do the research and talk at your farmer's markets, talk to your farmers and find out if they're following organic practices on their farm. And those are usually going to be your best thing. So that was like number five, right? Number six, will be uh, uh, having lots and lots of good, healthy fat. All right. And that'll be, Talking about coconut oil, avocado oil, olive oil, these are all really good healthy fats, right? You want to avoid canola oils or vegetable oils or anything like that because those usually are higher in trans fats. 
And so you want to um, make sure that you have really, really good healthy fats. Coconut oil is full of something called uh, medium chain triglycerides. And what those are is that your body doesn't have to like process those at all, right? Your body can kind of absorb those and create those directly into ketones as a rapid source of energy. So that's really nice is that like you can actually bolster your ketone levels, if you will, by having medium medium chain triglycerides out of uh, coconut oil. Coconut oil is really great to cook with too. Um, You know, it's really, really wonderful to be able to cook with as well. It's um, great to saute things in and all that kind of stuff. So it'll help increase the flavor of vegetables that you could eat if you actually cook with coconut oil as well. But, um, you know, coconut oil, olive oil, um, even avocado oil are very, very, very good because these all have uh, really good mono monosaturated fats and barely any, if none, trans fats, which trans fats in the body can actually equal inflammation. So it's really important to use those types of things. Um, the next thing we'll talk about, I think is number seven, is going to be nuts and seeds, all right? Avoid legumes. Legumes can actually have hidden carbohydrates in them, um, but nuts and seeds are going to be low in uh, carbohydrates, okay? Once again, look at net carbs. Uh, just because a bag of nuts um, has, say, 10 carbs um, in one serving, Make sure you pay attention to that fiber because that fiber will decrease the amount of carbohydrates that you would look at in terms of net carbs, okay? So, like, just for example, you know, like, uh, walnuts have, like, I think, like, four or five total carbs, but when you actually subtract the fiber, which is about one to two grams of fiber inside of those four or five, it ends up being, like, two net grams, so, or two net carb grams, or two grams of net carbs, there we go, um, you know, so you got you to gotta look at stuff like that, like, uh, always subtract the amount of fiber inside of those nuts and seeds from the total, um, from the total amount of carbohydrates. The next thing that we love to eat is butter and cream. We love butter and cream. I mean, matter of fact, my coffee has cream in it. Now, we use whole fat cream. So it's not, um, or we use butter in our coffee, which is a whole bulletproof coffee, which is what Dave Asprey of the Bulletproof Diet, excuse me, developed. But uh, essentially adding cream inside of your, or excuse me, butter or cream inside of your coffee, it has to be full fat. So like this half and half stuff, this 1% stuff or whatever, some of those are chock full of sugar in order to improve the flavor because they've taken the fat away from it. And so butter and cream are really, really good things to use to not only cook with but add to your coffee if you want to have something in your coffee. And they also, of course, increase your satiety as well. So but use those sparingly. We don't destroy butter and cream on a ketogenic diet because, of course, um, you know, we don't necessarily care for having lots and lots of fat because we are still trying to also kind of lose some weight uh, by having the appropriate amount of butter and cream in our diet. Um, so if I need to, you know, have some source of fat, I'd rather eat an avocado, have a little bit of cream, eat an avocado later on in the day because then I'm going to get that fiber benefit from the avocado as well, okay? The next one I think is number eight is going to be talking about cheese. Cheese is really good. Um, you know, it's it's good for you. Uh, be careful about the types of cheese that you eat. What I like to eat is I actually love to eat cheese that is considered a hard cheese. I love hard cheeses like uh, Asiago or Parmesan or uh, Pecorino Romano. I love those types of cheese because not only do I think they taste fabulous, but they're extremely useful and uh, very, um, the word I'm looking for is like, 
versatile. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, so I can increase, I can use them in different diets, right? Or excuse me, different meals that I prepare. So like if I want to add them to eggs, great addition of Parmesan cheese to them. If I want to have a vegetable, I can add Parmesan cheese to it and improve the flavor. It's a natural kind of salty flavor too. When you eat those types of, um, when you eat those types of cheeses. Now you can't eat regular cheese as well. Watch out for processed cheese. Don't be eating the cheese that, you know, has had so much stuff added to it that it looks like a Salvador Dali painting um, when you melt it and it stays all nice and pretty and in shape. But the thing is, is that it melts. Um, eat legit cheese from, you know, grass-fed cows. Uh, don't have ones that have cheese that is made with milk that has um, growth hormone in it or any type of antibiotics. You know, do your research and make sure that you are eating really, really good sources of cheese. Cheese is good in fat, and so therefore that fat will help with uh, feeling sati satiated and feeling full as well, okay? Um, number nine is going to be uh, eating, <clears throat> excuse me, berries, right? Um, you don't want to necessarily eat lots of fruits, but, uh, you know, like I said before, but berries are really great because um, they are not too high in net carbs, but they're really great as having uh, good sources of fiber in them, okay? And they're definitely, definitely full of antioxidants that help with, like, heart health and um, free radical damage and all that kind of stuff. And uh, they're just really great. Like, you know, just use them sparingly, but you could totally appreciate them. The last thing I want to talk about, number 10, is uh, either – well, let's put them together. We'll put coffee and tea um, coffee is very good. Tea is very good. They're low carbohydrates. Um, what's really nice is there's caffeine in it, which I don't want to go heavy into caffeine, but caffeine in moderation has actually been shown now to be uh, great for uh, improving your mood, improving your sense of energy, and of course, all that kind of stuff. Um, caffeine is also uh, pretty decent to help with lowering weight overall. It's not necessarily that caffeine is like, you know, you start drinking caffeine and all of a sudden you're going to drop 20 pounds in a week, but um, it actually is really, really nice, okay, to add caffeine. And I'm going to give you one bonus is uh, seafood. Seafood is something that we try to use very much in our ketogenic diet. The reason why is because um, it's fantastic in B vitamins, selenium, potassium, right? Just like meat and poultry, but it's a lighter version of a protein. And so it's really nice to be able to swap out like a piece of salmon, which is going to be high in omega-3 fatty acids as well, instead of having steak every single day right? And so it's a lighter version of a protein, still getting the wonderful benefits of protein with no carbs. Um, but it's really nice to have something that is very light in terms of its protein versus like eating pork or eating beef all the time, okay? And then it's like because of those, uh, you know, omega-3 fatty acids that are naturally occurring in lots and lots of different types of seafoods, they are, of course, going to be really, really good. But of course, caution being for those that have, you know, uh, an issue with seafood or an issue with uh, uh, any type of fish, of course, use those things sparingly or not at all if you're having major issues with seafood. So that's like 10 plus bonus one of the getting started on a ketogenic diet. Um, if you have any questions, I'll wrap up here, but if you have any questions, uh, email me at frank at riskessentials.com. Um, be happy to leave a comment here on this Facebook Live if you're joining us on Facebook Live. And then, uh, you know, just make sure that you um, do your due diligence to really consider is, a, is starting off on a ketogenic diet going to be good for me. 
Um, but please let me know what your questions are. I'd love to help you out. And uh, let me help you get started with ketogenic diet if I can. So I hope that that was a benefit to you. Please leave me a rating and review. Uh, that's the only way that this podcast will be uh, helped, you know, spread out to others who might need this information. Um, absolutely leave me a comment here. Let me know where you're from on this Facebook Live. And, uh, of course, share because there might be people who have information or, or desire information about ketogenic diet. That's what I'm here for. So we love you guys. We hope you all have a very, very good week. And, uh, yeah, just take care and enjoy the beginning of your fall season. We will talk to you again in about a week. Take care, everybody.